The year is 2021. A new era has dawned. We have entered the year of the beast. And I ask you a question. Where do we begin? My name is Wayne Radio TV, the New Year's baby. I am Cybertrog 2021. Refund me. I'm the king of the stump. Uh, my name is Balf. And our special guest. Uh-huh. Tim Allen. Woo! Give it up for Tim Allen, everybody. We got him. We pulled him out of the cocaine just for a podcast. I don't welcome Tim. <laughs> I don't think we should have Tim Allen on our podcast. Yeah, I don't think we should have Tim Allen. Me I neither. I don't agree with this. We're here to talk. We're, we're, we're going to list off every up. awful thing he's done. Yeah. And we're, then we're going to beat him up. And we're. Yeah, I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> That's the episode title. I don't think so, Tim. We already got it. Yeah. <laughs> this bit fucking sucks. No, it's not Tim Allen. I tricked you. It's Tim Holly. Holly, welcome, Holly. How you doing? Hi, you fell for it. It's me. Uh, you have been pranked. I ate uh, an apple that I cut into slices, and then I ate some bell pepper and a yogurt and a bit of peanut butter and some pieces of cheese. And that was my dinner today. Altogether? Yeah, that was my dinner today because I was like, you know, all I've eaten today before this is like a heap of beans and ground beef. I should have something else that isn't that. There's no chemistry there in those items. Living a positively Roman life. It's a charcuterie board for assholes. Living that 2021 life. That's what we call a poo-poo platter. I don't think that's what they call a poo-poo platter. <laughs> well, that is, you know, because it's bullshit. It's bullshit dinner. <laughs> the All that stuff is good. Like, that is the kind of meal that you eat. Mm-hmm. When, like, you look at that, you eat that, you taste that, your senses, your senses begin, and you think sustenance mm-hmm. like you're you are when you eat that meal you're getting vitamins you're getting protein right. you get it all but it's not it's not appropriate it's an inappropriate dinner i ate it specifically because i needed fruit and vegetables in my body and basically stuff that mm-hmm. wasn't just a heap of meat or i would die mm-hmm. 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 i feel like that right now actually my dinner will probably be not too different get your vitamins and vegetables kids uh, or else I'll fucking, I'll find you. So don't, don't do it. I, uh, I get all my nutrients. I'm like a, I'm like an apex predator. I only <laughs> eat meat and their nutrients goes into me. Wait, that's bad. Uh-huh. Have you seen Jordan Peterson? <laughs> yeah. It'd be real. It'd be really funny when he dies. <laughs> Damn. All right. Starting 2021 off strong. We are throwing mud on this episode of the podcast. Yeah. Tim Allen, fuck you. Jordan Peterson, fuck you. You're on the list. Who else are we going to irreparably burn bridges with? Jordan Peterson isn't living a hunter's life. He's eating the raw meat from the store. The, That's the, true. He's eating raw ground beef without cleaning it, and then he doesn't move. He just sits still. It doesn't have the <laughs> adrenaline in it. Those cows haven't gotten those nutrients. Exactly. <laughs> I like the idea of, of some, like, fuckhead like Jordan Peterson just, like, shoveling down raw meat into his gullet and then just sitting still for four hours at a time. You want to know something? Yeah. I only learned last year, like, okay, obviously, let me preface this by saying, obviously, I know you're not supposed to eat raw beef, mm-hmm. but I only, like, thought about it and realized and learned last year, like, why you are not supposed to eat raw ground beef, <laughs> specifically why ground beef. Like, because it is, like, whenever whenever you are getting, like, 
steaks mm-hmm. like like meat that is just cut from the animal the exterior is all that is that is making contact with like outside contaminants right the so you could clean that off and in theory you could eat that raw meat and you would only get sick from the fact that it is raw meat mm-hmm. like you could you can kill bacteria and whatnot on it with ground beef you can't do that right, because all, all of that beef yes because it's all mixed in and i never i never realized like exactly how awful it could be because <laughs> you can't wash the inside of raw beef you can't do that and that's just ruined raw beef fridays around here for everybody we're all really <laughs> upset about it i'm surprised you're figuring out about this now like this this was I this was like this was like a like a dire word of caution that my mother gave me as a young child it's like <laughs> Were you just constantly pawing at the raw beef, just no, doing the, grabby hands at it? No, it's because <laughs> okay, Give you've been that. you've been to like a like I don't know I don't know if they do it different up in New England, but I've certainly been to a place where you can like go to a restaurant, sit down, and order a burger, and they're like, "Do you want that? Uh, how do you want your burger? Do you want it medium rare? Do you want it rare? Do you want a rare burger?" I mean, but that shit's, but like, rare is different. Like, you can eat a, like, a medium rare burger is to- totally normal. Like, that's what I get. Like, a medium rare burger. The good. inside is still, like, why, why would the same rule not apply, Wayne? Because it's not raw. It is, it is less, it is. It has made contact with the heat to some degree. It, mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's, it's not raw. It has been cooked to a proper acceptable temperature. It is not below like the, the E. coli bar or whatever. Now, now steak tartare. No one's going to get between me and my steak tartare Saturdays. You can enjoy your, your rare burger and your rare chicken and I'll sit down and eat a real. Medium rare is not rare. You, I, I'll, I'll eat a fully cooked meal. Like, I usually go for a medium burger, but, like, there are times in certain restaurants where I would get, like, a medium rare. It's something that I learned from my father. He didn't tell you about the raw ground beef, did he? <laughs> That's why I don't eat a rare, like, and I look at, I'm not, I'm not uncritical. I look at my burger, I look inside of the patty, and I see its deepest secrets, and I, I make sure to take that into account. I don't just, I don't just bl- close my eyes and eat the burger and accept whatever, <laughs> like, monsters are entering my body. Like <laughs> Monsters? <laughs> Yeah, germs is monsters, same thing. <laughs> this is related. I do want to try this. It sounds, as a Westerner, it sounds so scary. It sounds so fucking scary. But apparently there, it's relatively normal. I want to try, they have, like, chicken sashimi in Japan. Do no, they actually? Wrong. Yes. Do they yes. actually? Yes. Yes. No way. Allegedly, the reason why no one gets sick is because the standards for poultry there are a lot higher. Mm. Like, they don't have the same farming practices for poultry that we do here. Like, chickens, I think, usually get treated better in Japan, I assume. Mm. And so they're just like, yeah. Like, if you go into a lot of, like, yakitori places, I mean, they're grilling most of their chicken. But, mm-hmm. like, sometimes on the menu, you'll see chicken sashimi. Wild. And it is just, like, a slice of raw chicken. I don't I Damn. don't think I want to try that like Ew. even if it is safe like with with like fish like the texture of raw fish is, is it, it's pleasant it feels good it's nice and like soft and smooth chicken just feels foul to touch when it's not cooked. I want to I want to I don't know if I'm <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm brave enough it might be one of those scenarios where I go and I might just like freeze up and not be man enough to mm-hmm. not be brave enough to go through with it it you're you're being served a gooey droplet <laughs> they could they could do some theming there i think i think i think you'd have to sit down at like a maple story cafe and it's raw chicken sashimi slime 
slime miscellaneous drop. And it's no, no, just... no. Like, like this is perfect. Someone earlier said the E. coli bar. That's that's the theming of your restaurant. <laughs> it's perfect. Could be. Could be. Sit sit down. Sit down at the E. coli bar and get that. Get that. A uh, premium wagyu breast. <laughs> <laughs> What's even crazier is horse sashimi, but I don't. I'm not even going to entertain that thought. Is, is raw horse? Is that also yes. a thing? Yes. Horse. yes. I mean, a horse can be raw. Like that's not impossible. Most horses are raw. They call that being alive. <laughs> that's fucked up. I never thought about that. Is the horse raw before you kill it? Are you raw? I don't know. Awesome. I've never looked. Well, you better start. 2021 fresh new year so fucked we're all raw we're all raw (laughs) nah 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 it's fine we're slow cooking hell yeah that's the spirit (laughs) every time you go outside and you expose yourself to the sun you are slowly cooking your body you're becoming food all food that you ever ate since the first grade first grade is still alive in your body (laughs) yeah this sounds like a weird like health like healing crystal type stuff where you just convince people to never go outside again because they're cooking (laughs) avoid sunlight it turns out heat energy from the sun like builds up in you and like it can cook you that's why that's why people really die (laughs) down here in the south during our heat during our heat waves you know sometimes the sidewalks will get so hot that you can lay down and get less raw on them awesome yeah You know what the fucked up thing is about the human body? Is you can become not raw. You can become cooked. Your body will make you raw again. It will make you raw again. As you heal, you once again become raw. Wild. It's because you're taking in new material to generate new rawness. We have to figure out how how we can keep the meat alive while we cook it, so that then we can... This to me. What are you getting at? You're going off on some kind of tangent that I don't want to be a part of. I'm trying to make conspiracy theories tonight. I guess. Where do we begin with brand new ways to torture animals and humans? (laughs) I think that it's fine that it's dead when I eat it. No, the meat's alive, detached from the brain. It's not torture. It won't feel shit. It's not. It's not a being anymore. As as an animal is an entity. It's just like you cook the chicken breast and then you what. Each time I try to explain this again, I think more and more, why the fuck do you want me to become raw again, bro? It's like, I can't remember, I can't remember who said this, but I remember like some internet celebrity, was it, was it Dan Reichert that thought when you put meat in the fridge for too long, it would become raw again? Was that him? Oh my god. (laughs) Probably. That probably, that sounds about right. Someone said that. That was a thing. That was a thing I have heard. Someone thought that, like, the meat getting cold would make it raw again. It would reverse the cooking process. (laughs) Dan Riker. 2021 year of the raw meat. I'm not calling you out. Even if you didn't say that, that's just funny. So you can claim it if you want. (laughs) I mean, it is. It's the ox's year. Year of the raw meat. Shout outs to Dan Riker. You're the one celebrity we're not burning bridges with tonight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's ox. Oh. I mean, some some people some people can call it cow. Some people can call it ox. It's it's up to you. It's the same shit. It's the same animal. Ox, bull, cow. Is this? It's it's got it's the same. How any? How many other words have the same like plural form as ox to oxen? Are there others that I'm not remembering? Flax to flaxen. No, that's not really? true. Flaxen is a descriptor. <laughs> Fuck. I was gonna say, like, what? Well, thanks for having me on your podcast. I've made a fatal mistake, and I'll never be on again. <laughs> now you're in the pit with Tim Allen. Good night, everyone. Jordan Peterson. <laughs> I guess. I guess children. Children. 
Yeah. I want to ask. I want to. I want to ask Holly. So Holly's Holly's never been on the podcast before. It's mm-hmm. honestly. We're over, we were overdue to have you on the podcast. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people normally on it, and I tend to be busy when y'all are doing stuff. It yeah. happens. I think since you are our guest today, what do you, what do you want to talk about besides raw meat and eating raw meat? <laughs> can, you can tell we're always so organized and know exactly what we're going to talk about before we push the record button. Listen. I think the weakest part of the podcast consistently is usually like the intro that I come up with in three seconds, because exactly. Yes, there's never we have never, ever planned for anything on this podcast. The title is correct. Save for like <laughs> the title of the podcast is appropriate. Where do we begin? Though? Have we ever done a pre-planned segment or bit? No, nope. no. I, I no. feel like we did once. Yes, li- literally, we just did the Tim Allen one. That's all right. Oh that yeah, really we count. did come up with On that this before. No, I mean like I mean like a segment where it's like you know you know like the Mabim Bam podcast. They have like they have like food news or whatever. No, we like, don't we don't do segments here. No segments. Never had a Free segment. Form. Unsegmented podcast. You get it raw. The only other segment that we've had that before, and it's not much of a se- it's not really a segment because we did it one episode and I forgot to bring it up ever again. Was I think in one of like our first few episodes, I like had a segment where we divide like we like gave people listening an assignment to make the podcast more popular. <laughs> I think we told people to put up stickers. I don't even call it a segment if it happens one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have a balloon blast segment where we play balloon no. blast? No, I mean, the worms only got one back most segment, but it's still a segment. You need to delete you need to delete that fucking image from our chat history so that I don't bring this up on the podcast ever again. There is an image. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go look at the last two podcasts and look at the picture we used for the thumbnail. It is a picture of the game Balloon Blast, which features clowns and balloons and water. Holly put it again. Holly put a second one in there. Thank which means it's gonna last even longer. Ugh. The funny clowns. I never, every episode. How how quickly can like someone like fucking pop one of those things? Is it like is it rigged to take like ages and like everyone's neck and neck, or is it like the speed run tech for it? You know, I would be interested to know the secrets of the balloon blast. You would have to like yeah. modify like because because the way it works is just it's Stop. a stream of water Stop. that presses Stop. a button Stop. inside the clown's mouth. The I, button I, fills putting, the balloon at a steady stop. rate, and you can't down. speed that up. Even we if you modify the gun. Balloon blast for three episodes in a <laughs> row. No. And speaking of speed runs, how about awesome games done quick? Twenty twenty one. Has that for a fucking segue? Welcome to Balloon Blast Podcast twenty twenty one. The hottest podcast where you can get the latest news about clown balloon water gun games. Where do we get wet? Episode 78. They should do AGDQ, but for circus games. <laughs> where do we Where do we get wet? Um, <laughs> AGDQ, yeah. I've been watching that uh, basically all week, and it's been a real good time so far. Oh, hell yeah. This is my favorite one in years. Yeah, somebody said it, but they said, and I agree with it, that this is, it's like, it's like more interesting this year because it's online mm-hmm. yes absolutely. yes it i feel like it benefits so heavily from not having an audience like Which i think ironic, just giving but... just giving this giving the 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 speed runner like the front seat and giving them the spotlight and not having the the insane like crowd hype stuff and theatrics makes it that much better and more interesting. It is so much more pleasant to watch and listen to. I, I think it also really helps like having uh like out of necessity this setup where like you've got the runner and the commentators like 
all in a Discord call, and then you've got, like, the person, like, the hosting and reading donations in the same call as them. So, like, instead of being, like, this, like, weird audio pipe setup where, like, there's always a huge delay feeding the audio from, like, the run to whoever's doing, like, reading out the donations, it's like, they get it right away, and then they can go, oh, okay, sure, let's read out some stuff kind of thing. Which is surprising in that, like, yeah, like, in in, in an event where everyone was in the same room, there was a more convoluted setup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, were were the donation readers not at the event? No, they're at the event. No, they were there. They were there. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I, I misunderstood for a sec. I've noticed that, like, I don't know why it is. There must be some specific reason. But, like, every year, whenever, like, uh, they were doing the live events and, like, uh, the runner was like, oh, we have time for donations. There's always, like, 10, 20, maybe, like, 30 seconds where the person who's hosting, like, just doesn't do anything. Then suddenly they're like, all right, well, here we go. We got this one. And it's like, by that point, <laughs> the runner has usually started talking again. and it's like. Awkward. <laughs> it's like our fucking agdq stream from a couple years ago like that's exactly yeah. what that was i guess we we're more true to form than we really were at agdq there is a, a a run happening right now it's like mario sunshine any percent and if we weren't doing this podcast right now i was going to try and get a donation read off that's just mario is italian <laughs> the other like the inverse of what we were talking about is like this the saddest moment of every one of these marathons when the the reader comes up hey do i have some time to read some donations and it's just like they get blown off because the mm. pre- the people don't even get the audio feed yeah in. they don't even hear it <laughs> so okay that's fucking good yeah so they have to have like a like a series of messengers to convey that to mm-hmm. the runners i think in the future because it will have to be like that's just how it actually is with a live audience i think the runner i think like the runners and like the the person like the person who's reading donation messages and all of that, I think they need to be like separated into like a box, like a separate room, and then the <laughs> audience just watches a screen. Because honestly, like, why not? They kind of do that, sort of. Here's here's my theory on it, right? So you go back far enough, back whenever AGDQ was first starting, and it was like some dudes in a room, right? Mm-hmm. It's like there's barely yeah. anybody there. I I thought those were really quaint and fun. I think the problem right now is that it's too big to feel like that little quaint, like, fun I was going to say... And it's too small to be like, this is like an arena full of people. Like, it's a basketball game of people watching a a Super Mario 64. I mean, it's popular enough that it could be, but it's a non-profit thing, so, like, you can't do that. They've reached enough critical mass where, like, they can never go back to the way it was, but also, like... Because, you know, they're trying to, like, raise money for a charity, uh, they don't probably don't have, like, the sort of funding and manpower exactly. to, like, get super, super huge like that. So my yeah, theory is I, that I it is unfortunate, but current day AGDQ, not counting this year, uh, because it's all online, the audience is the perfect size to be annoying. And I think that's what uh-huh. the problem is. There's just enough people that if they want to do something annoying, it detracts from the run. If you have a <laughs> like a basketball arena full of people, oh, like they can't, they can't coordinate. They can't coordinate enough to be annoying. They can't do shit. Anything they try to do will just turn into a fucking it's like like conglomerate, just a blob, exactly. just noise. Exactly. Yeah, they're small enough that if they all want to say like helix praise helix they will and you will hear it and like you can't and, and you can't stop tune it. it out yeah there's no escape or whatever their fucking whatever their fucking meme of the year is i don't know how could they possibly court be 
coordinated at HDQ 2030 when Spike Vegeta's uh, shooting t-shirts out of a t-shirt cannon into the audience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When they get to that point, then I want to go. That's yeah. when I want to go. Is when it's in a when yeah. it's in a fucking stadium. It's in an arena, and it's just crazy. Exactly. Like, but right now they are too big. Well, not this year, but last year or and the preceding years. The they are too big of a part of the show. Like, it's just too. Yeah. I feel like it, it caters tracks. to the people that like that get tickets or but do you even need tickets? Yes, you like, do. Like do you donate to get in? No, you 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 buy like tickets to go to the event kind of thing. Uh, okay. Oh, it's Aji and the the official AGDQ mascot. What what? <laughs> yeah. The Lakers See, cheerleading team. That's 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 not what the mascot's name is. Yeah, when we when you get mascots running around and like dancing performances yes. and shit, I, I would it eat that. I would love that. Awesome. But yeah, I think no, I think, think yeah. the main problem is The mascot's name yeah, is Velocity. It's the audience unfortunately. Unfortunately. And hey, you know what? If you're listening Wait, is to this, that real? Yeah. Been... What? They they, they have a mascot. Yeah, I think AGQ AGQ has a mascot. mascot. I don't think they have like a costume. It's like a little Sonic the Hedgehog type of animal. Yeah. I've never seen this thing before. Her I name do is Velocity. She, that's, she goes Okay, fast. that's what's in the little like audience gif right, that yeah. they, they have in the bottom. Right. Uh, oops, they had a mascot already. <laughs> but it's but it's not a costume. They need a poly mascot formulate costume. Right. I can't wait. I can't wait until there's a dunking contest at AGDQ. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, everybody, we're, we are four hours into this Final Fantasy twelve speed run. It's time for the halftime show. Here's Chance yeah. the Rapper! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be cool, because, yeah, whenever they're doing a boring run, they can just have something else going on. I just realized something. Like, what what would be the logistics of holding, like, a seven-day event in, like, a like a like a football arena that would be crazy that would be really hard that would be so fucking expensive right but like like putting that aside when they're like hosting it in like a hotel like the people that are people staying can there bed. they can just go to bed they can, they can just take an elevator and go to sleep if you're in like an arena you're stuck in sports hell until you like drive away somewhere well i mean it's there's still options like they're set up in a convention center aren't they right but uh, it's like a convention yeah. center built into a hotel right right yeah so so there are places there are there are pla- there are like modern day kind of event locations that have been built recently right where they just they they have like esports arenas that are like connected to hotels pretty much are there well they're not oh. connected but they're like short walks away from hotels and it's like wow. yeah you you have you have the stage you can just get people up on That's the stage true. and then and then huh. and then and then the people that want to honk and shout about orbs and stuff can be far back be, they got yeah, they get, far oh! away you keep bringing up orbs. What yeah. is that? So is that was that the big joke last year? Yeah. No, this was like a couple years a ago couple years where ago. they did they did a Mario World speed run. And you, you know, have you ever played Super Mario World all the way through? Not all the way through. Okay, so there's this one fucking level where instead of like beating a boss or like getting to the end goal tape, it's just a ball with a question mark, and you touch that orb, and it's the end of the level. And I think in that run, there was, like, something where they were, like, either spawning the orb or, like, it just kept coming up or something like that. I think it was maybe a race. I don't remember the exact context. It's just Mario World. There's this one fucking orb in it, and people were tickled pink (laughs) by it. Yeah. That's it. And people just started saying orb, and then people started saying orb anytime there was a circle on stream, and you can guess how interesting damn, damn and i love it when it's how quickly that got burned through yeah. it's 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 literally like a kindergartner calling out <gasps> shapes and class Square. i want to go back to to something you someone you said earlier i want to go to an agdq tailgating party <laughs> i bet those exist well not this year but i bet those did exist in the past yeah they, i mean yeah they definitely have like 
something like that outside the venue. P- people have definitely hosted like drinking events. What if we take it in a different direction? What if we treat AGDQ in the future more like a music festival where it's all outdoors and there's like multiple stages? So, you know, you, you can have like, you can have the big names on the main stage. They're running like, you know, Spyro and Mario and whatever. But then you can like go to the little indie stage and you can see somebody run like, like some kind of crazy steam track. They literally do that, but you only get the main stage on the stream. And there's uh, like all this other stuff happening that you don't get unless you actually go to the event. I yeah. see. The moment they do that and they put more of a focus on that to the point where like, they treat it almost like a fighting game tournament where like in, with Evo, you can tune into Evo like one, two and three. And there's like multiple streams going. The thing with that is I feel like at that point, the event would not it would be much harder to make it a week long. If you have like if you need to keep three streams of content going constantly, like like the side things are just for fun for the people who attend. Evo is like four days or three days. But Evo but is not 24 seven. It's not 24 seven. Exactly. God, I would love, I would love to see a fucking twenty four seven Evo, like just like a really strange <laughs> fighting game tournament at like four a.m. Like they're playing Dong Dong Never Die or whatever. I'm pretty sure that's what CEO is. I don't think CEO is twenty four hours. Is it? I don't know shit about CEO. No, they don't have a stream twenty four hours, but CEO has weird shit. Yeah, they 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 like cater to the players in that like while the stream isn't on twenty four seven, like the venue is and they encourage you to just be like yeah just keep playing keep playing weird shit i can't wait for like the 3 30 a.m losers semi-finals bracket where they're just playing like some fucking game maker game by mate greg made three hours ago yeah they're doing like hungry hungry hippos <laughs> or something i think it's funny though you guys talking up evo like is gonna exist next year that's oh god yeah that's yeah. true yeah. <laughs> Kind of yeah. forgot about that. CEO is really what we should be talking about because yeah, they they have that they have they have they have mystery brackets where they play they play co- uh, competitive Muppets the party game. <laughs> what? I remember that. I I fucking watched that. I forgot about that. They set up a wrestling ring and Kenny Omega body slams Jabali. It's great. Holy shit! They had more fun with it for sure. Each fighting like each fighting game tournament has its own vibe, but CEO has the best vibe where they just pretend to be a wrestling event. I think one of the best moments because like they, I'm pretty sure they have the setup within the ropes. Yes, whenever they're they going, do. and like whenever it's getting to the top, they like will do like stupid shit. There was one. There was one time. It must have been Street Fighter Four days. I remember uh, it was like somebody was going to play Dominion. The arena goes dark. Like the light, all the lights go out. Mm-hmm. They turn the lights back on. Dominion's sitting in the chair next to the guy looking at him. <laughs> oh, shit. God. Yeah, they need, like, Evo's missing that theatrics. And I hope, like, I hope CEO could grow even bigger and still have that. I mean, I don't, I honestly, I don't think Evo will die. I mean, I think that they'll it probably try to do change. it. But we'll we'll just have to see. One thing that this conversation made me think of that I just, like, last year was just such a blur for obvious reasons that yeah. I, like, kind of forgot about this. But, like, is E3 gonna happen? I think E3 is just dead. No, I don't think it will. It might not. Remember last year? It was like gonna happen, and then it like you know Sony pulled out. They canceled it, and then it was like suddenly the Corona stuff started, and they had like an excuse to pull the plug. I wonder what it's gonna be like this year. So e- there's no E3, point anymore. E3 last. Well, I think that I think it will happen. It would just be completely different because if you heard like if you watched like. Anyone who would, like, talk about the way the event was, like, I don't know, like, anybody, anybody, Giant Bomb, whoever, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Their description of, like, of, like, 
what E3 was like, not 2019, but 2018 was, this is not an event for us anymore. Mm. It is like, 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 there are still booths where you can go check out games, right? It still feels like E3, but that stuff is so much smaller. And then, like, according to, like, say, like, Jeff Gertzman's description, like, it's like, you walk past the booth, and it's like, oh, try our new energy drink. You walk past the booth, it's like, yo, you can win a, yo, are you an influencer? Uh, yo, come take a picture with the Lakers girls, and you can win a copy of the new NBA 2K game. It's like, no, it's thanks. not, it is less a video game convention and more of like, just like a reg. like they're trying to transition it into like a convention more like PAX. Right. Except yeah. they can't have their cake and eat it too. So it was like in this weird middle ground. They're trying to turn into a version of PAX that has nothing to offer. Yeah. Exactly. And so I think E3 will happen because I, I think they still like will try, but it's going to be so weird. And I don't think any, like, I I would not be surprised if E3 happens, but Giant Bomb's like, yeah, there's nothing for us to talk about there, so we won't go. And, like, every other outlet to do the same thing. It's sort of the, the like, I feel like it's the natural outcome once they turned it from, like, more of, like, a, uh, not an insider isn't the right word, but, like, a professional, right? Because, like, that's what E3 used right. to be. Is it was, like, it was a professional yeah. convention. It reminds me, at, like, what what I work in, in my, in my day job, they, we have a convention called Infocom, and it's, like, a boring-ass <laughs> convention for people who buy TVs. Like, that's what E3 used to be, is, like, it, it was only interesting because video games are interesting. The actual setup of the convention was not created to, like, to, like, titillate you in any way. Like, it wasn't like, oh, here are these crazy NBA basketball stars. Here's, uh, Tobuscus is here. It's, like... It was just like a place for reporters, and it was like because they kept they they kept upping the ante. Yeah, like if you look at like I really love the the energy of like late nineties E threes, like when E threes, like the shit that they would put in in late nineties E threes, like they were building them to attract and and titillate those industry people. <laughs> but the shit was great. You would have like fucking like mountains of just like Wario standing on top of like a fucking like ice cave just like this crazy shit that they don't they don't do it like that anymore now now it's it's like they opened it up to the public and now it's for everybody and unfortunately everybody has boring taste i was thinking to myself like oh it's like a case of them like they caught fire in a bottle and they weren't really able to like do anything with it and it just fizzled out i think it's less like that and more like they found the bottle was suddenly on fire one day yeah and didn't know what to do with it and i mean it also, additionally, it's so easy for companies to run their own. Like, before it was, like, a necessity to get your information out to people. You had to do, like, this, this you know, industry convention. E3 was where everybody was looking. Yeah, that's also true. But now everybody's looking everywhere. The I feel, Before E3, like, uh, met a watery grave, or probably will. I like I that was that was what I was saying. I was watching like a bunch of videos of like old promotional stuff like VHSs that they would send to people that were going to come to E3 or no, it was VHSs that they would send to people who had to like set up the like the the merchandising like promotional material at E3 and the shit they had just looked so cool. Like Nintendo stuff was awesome and I I was saying like I wish they could go back to that. Like next E3, like make it like a 90s throwback year no way. in a, in a good it would way. Never like, happen. Unfortunately, here's the thing. 
E3 is not fully the companies. Do you know what I mean? Like, E3, there is an organization that makes the Yeah, rules. it's... And what's that's it called? The, I, that's the problem, right? Like, do you think... Because, like, look at, like, the Microsoft... Like, look at, like... For example, the presentations are always still swanky. Like, even if E3, like, like 2018, right? The last real E3. Like, if you watch the, like, the people who still showed up for that one, like, Sony, Microsoft, like, they want to put on a show. But I get the feeling that, like, okay, you know, I get the feeling that, it, obviously, I'm just guessing. But if I had to wager a guess, like, the 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 organization themselves were like, okay, no, the, the show floor is going to look like this. We're going to have a booth where people can win a copy of NBA 2K and try energy drinks. And it's like, you know, it's, it's just not. You got a booth where anymore. you can look at JPEGs, scroll side to side, and <laughs> when you land on them, you get them. All right, we can have a bounce house. Finally, put a bounce house, put a hot babe in it, put a ball pit. Like that was a thing that, like, I distinctly remember. Put a booth babe in it. I distinctly remember like a Sean Chatfield video. He's just like he's at E3. Just a there's just a bounce house with like businessmen getting into it, and there's like there's booth babes stage stationed outside of it. It's like, oh, come in and jump around in the bounce house. Maybe you'll win an (laughs) iPad. And then, Jesus yeah, you, you, just have, you just have, like, businessmen and journalists lining up. Where, did you win something from the bounce house? From the bounce house? Yeah, I, I was guess. Was a minigame you could play within the bounce house? Now, no, if they, that's what you gotta do. That's what you gotta do. Invite me into the bounce house, but I have to jump through wings like it's a fucking Banjo-Kazooie minigame. I gotta get enough wobble. points to win the iPad. <laughs> you have to win enough points to get an exclusive demonstration of Far Cry 7, the Revenge of Custer's Gold. I have a question for all of you. Mm-hmm. It can be for any anything. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be even for a specific game. But what is your dream E three setup? Like if you if you were given the money, the resources to like E three like to make like, my own booth. Yeah, what would you have? What would you have? What would you do? That's a hard question. The thing about that Balp, is that like the booths are themed around like their IP. Right. I know. I I know. I got mine. I want them to build. Like, like out of foam and whatever, whatever the hell else they use to make their, their little like set pieces. I want them to make like a 2D plane, you know, a 3D space, but a 2D plane, like, like a, basically just a lane that is just like a Street Fighter level. And then I want you, I want them to invite people in and they give them like sockum boppers that are themed after yeah. like Street Fighter characters and you get to fight other people while they blast like third strike tunes or whatever. <laughs> that and that's how they promote but, Street Fighter six strike, you know? That's interesting. Well, no, that's what I'm. I, I, I say this. I say this a million times. I say it again. Street Fighter Six. You go back to the Third Strike aesthetic. You will make billions of dollars, and I will play your game. And I will play your True. game. The most Honestly, important. Thing <laughs> same company, Capcom. You want a promo monster? Like I'm imagining if 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 there was a if there if you know if we went down the other fork in the timeline and E3 was still cool, but in the modern day, like I I would want. A real Monster Hunter canteen where oh, people are just serving really cool. giant. Oh, food. that'd be great! Oh, that's oh, they need to do that. And you could get a ticket and wait in line to get like big lunch. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be sick. They invent felines. Yeah, and they make cats that walk on two legs real. It's just a big cat <laughs> serving you your dinner. <laughs> I think they call those fur suits. Now then it weird. gets weird. Yeah. Then it gets. <laughs> <Now it's> weird. <laughs>
I'm I'm trying to imagine how much it would cost to pay for a real life version of a Monster Hunter like G rank meal, and I think it would be upwards of three hundred dollars easily. It'd be a big meal. God, it looks so good. Yeah, uh, you could never eat that I much food. Is the oh the god, sad no. truth. and I you're could. you have to be a hunter. Yeah, I could. Bob is a hunter. We know like that. Ten thousand. Bob breaks bones with his teeth and drinks the marrow. He's a hunter. Yeah, that's true. Right. Bob wakes up every day and he's like, all right. Uh, I'm going to, like, have my, my breakfast, I'm gonna have a coffee, I'm gonna do, like, my stream, I'm gonna do, like, any other, like, work I have to do, I'm gonna have a big dinner, I'm gonna pick up my giant hammer, and I'm gonna go out and kill the dragon. I have to eat for attack up large. Isn't there, like, a Monster Hunter cafe in Japan? Yeah, but it, but it, but it's like every other sort of, like, video game pop-up cafe. I've heard yeah. that the food is not big. It is, the food is Monster Hunter themed, but it's not big. And that, that is the, that's what it's missing. The food needs to be big. <laughs> Do they have potions that are thick enough that you have to flex to chug them down yeah, and swallow so. them? <laughs> Almost certainly. That was something I was so sad they took out of World. The, the fucking flexing for potions. Like, from a gameplay standpoint... Much more convenient, but... It's understandable, but I also... I'm also sad about it. What I miss is, I feel like if given the chance... Because, you know, it's good advertising. I think I I feel like if given the chance, game companies and, like, developers still want to flex. You know what I mean? They still want to show off and be like, we have the best fucking game ever. I feel like E3 just isn't the place to do that anymore. And, like, you know... The closest thing I can think of to, like, my dream booth idea is, like... Uh, Nintendo bringing back, uh, the Wario franchise, new Super Wario 3D Land or whatever. I was watching AGDQ and they were playing Wario World 3 or Wario yeah, Land 3 or whatever. And I was like, why the fuck have they not made a, a Wario game in like 20 That's years? like the Wii. Because Nintendo doesn't know how to make good ideas anymore. Damn. Except for true. when they do. The last one was like Wario Land, like shake it up or whatever, right? On the Wii. Like, man, those games like... I haven't played a whole lot of them, but they're like, they're great. They're like, they're a very cool, like, getaway from the usual Mario games. Like, it, it, their their unique mechanics are awesome. Bring Wario back, 2021. My idea for a booth like that is it's like a fucking uh, Spelunker Cave style, like, carnival ride slash roller coaster. But also you've got like a, like an, like a, an AR light gun and you've got to like shoot targets. Do you remember the final minigame from WarioWare Twisted on, uh... Or was it touched or twisted? The DS one. Do you remember the final minigame from that? Where no. you where you are spelunking in a cave as Wario, but it's like Wario Wario's nose cave. Oh my god. And you gotta there like you go. dodge it's boogers perfect. and shit. Yeah, like go go inside a giant Wario's nose. Put that in E3. There you go. It like this shit writes itself. Giant Wario head, come inside. God, Wario is so good. My idea for a booth is incredibly simple. In fact, there's not even a gimmick. You ready for this? You walk inside. <laughs> yes. They hand you a copy of Metroid Prime 4 and you go home and play it. <laughs> That's all I That's fucking want. Nintendo, please stop stringing me along. There's just two guys standing on a platform and they point for another platform for you to stand on. When you stand on it, it goes do, 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 do. Then they hand you the game. They, they give me the game and I go home and I play it and it's fun. It takes forever because they got to play the theme song for every person that walks into the booth. They, they give you the game and it crumples your body up into a perfect sphere and you got to roll home. Hey, if they made if they made Morph Ball real, I would do it. Yeah. All right. Alternatively, they make Morph Ball real and teach me how to use it. <laughs> I would do it. I would turn into a Morph Ball. Yeah. I miss that showmanship because it is honestly it, it is like people like like 
like people like care so much like they care about hype they want people to get hype hype is what sells games right hype is what makes people pre-order but it's weird because it's like or they're like yeah get hype for this new these new games pre-order but it's like i haven't been hyped in that way since e3 stopped being cool they're trying so hard, but the most excited I felt about a video game in like five years is whenever I saw a forty-second trailer of DNF Duel. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-release hype is really something you only feel for like usually like 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 a like an IP that you have those like previous notions of of like affection for already like like Dungeon uh, Dungeon Fighter for Log. And thus we are contributing to the problem of people only making the same 10 IPs forever. That is true. Well no, but that's not what I'm saying. But like I every every other game I feel like great excitement for a game but it's only only ever after I've already like played it. Most games I buy nowadays, I feel like like my initial feeling is almost always just like, oh, I'll buy Maybe. this. Yeah, It'll be fun. I feel the same way. Like when they announced Hitman Three, I was super excited. Like even though I knew it was coming, I was just like fucking into it as hell. But like when they announced like Hades, I was just like, oh, I don't know what this is. And then uh, I go and play it on a whim this year, and I am like screaming in my chair beating the final boss in that game or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know I didn't know what Undertale was. I didn't know what Hypnospace Outlaw was, but I got him. I remember seeing like a like a post Kickstarter like trailer for that game where like Toby just put like a 3D model of a goat crashing into some blocks and was like gameplay and I was like what the hell am I looking at? And then the game came out and uh everyone was like did you got to play this? And uh yeah, and then then the excitement begins. Right. It's it's like uh I get like fucking pumped as hell whenever they put out a new trailer for Monster Hunter Rise cuz I know, oh, that game's going to be like really cool because it's another Monster Hunter. But like but imagine but, watching that trailer in a canteen where you get to eat the big food. Mm-hmm. But 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 like like things come out like Spirit Fair where all I know is it's oh you're on a boat or like Murder by Numbers where all I know is oh you do like Picross puzzles in this and it's like yeah I guess that'll be cool and I beat both of them and it's like actually these are my games of the year. But you get to watch the Picross while you're sitting in a canteen eating big food. <laughs> big food. It really is. It's an age and maturity thing. Like, we're smart enough to know, like, you can't always fall for a trailer. Like, you can't just fucking go crazy about it. I've been burnt. I bought... I bought Adventure Island or what or Amazing <laughs> Amazing Island on the GameCube at full price. Amazing Island is wild because I played that game for like an hour or two at a friend's house and like my my final leaving thought on that game was like, "Wow, that fucking sucked. I loved it." I rented it cuz it said on the back it said like create monsters and then you load in the first thing you're doing is like dodging fireballs on a really long stick in a pool of lava and i'm just like what is happening yeah i wanted to make mon i wanted to make monsters so bad and then like the first the first thing it has you do is like a mashing mini game where you have to like mash enough to jump a certain distance it's i couldn't do it I couldn't do it. Scorby played it on stream. Scorby played that shit on stream, like, whenever he first started, like, really getting into streaming, and he couldn't beat it. He got stuck, and we just turned off the game. I know a fucking friend of the stream, or I say stream, this is a podcast, friend of the podcast. Don't worry, we do that shit all the time. You don't know how many times I, like, want to address the audience, and I go, chat, and that doesn't Mm -hmm. make any fucking sense. He calls them chat and viewers and shit like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Audio-only format. Mike, uh, Spagoner, uh, said that he's going to be streaming Amazing Island sometime soon, and he's like, hyped it up while at equal measures being like this is gonna be so much fun and also this game fucking sucks oh yeah that's great this also this reminds me of a a a short Mm -hmm. anecdote uh 
I was thinking, I was thinking of games that I played as a kid that I maybe wanted to revisit on stream, you know, because maybe it'd be too boring to play on my own, but maybe if I have an audience, it's a little bit more interesting. I'm like, all right, Jet Force Gemini for the Nintendo 64. Let me, let me pop this bad boy back in. See, because I remember never being able to beat it as a kid. And in my brain, I was like, I probably couldn't beat this because I was like, 10 and video games yeah, are hard you're just when you're a 10. Dumb kid. I could go back now and probably just breeze through this and it's probably great. Let me tell you, Jet Force Gemini is the worst video game I've played. <laughs> I think I played it I played it for you're 20 bad, minutes. I played it for 20 minutes. That game has the worst controls of any game in history. I feel Dude, confident what is in the game. This. So Whenever I think of N64 era games, because of you, Jet Force Gemini and Rocket Robot on Wheels Hell are the yeah. first two games that pop Hang into on. my head. Because <laughs> those those games stand out to me because their names are great. Jet Force Gemini is an amazing title for a game. Rocket Robot on Wheels is fucking great. Let me be clear. Rocket Robot on Wheels, great, amazing game. Actually made by Ubisoft, <laughs> which is really funny. Jet Force Gemini, worst game I've ever played. So what is the gameplay? So... Number one, the problem is that it's a third-person shooter before people knew how to make a third-person shooter. So let me try and, and think of the controls. So uh, you walk forward and backwards with the up and down C buttons. Uh, Jesus okay. Christ. You constantly control like your feet are slathered in mustard. Um, what else? <laughs> There's no lock-on mechanic, and the uh, the the aiming controls are like how how do i describe the aiming controls it's sort of like the controls where it's like you edge the cursor towards the edge of the screen and your entire person moves like the like, oh. like the cursor doesn't stay in the middle so you have to like hold a highly specific angle which is just far enough to aim the gun but not too far that you start turning uh it's just it's it's terrible it's honestly, I played it for 20 minutes and I was mad. I was upset. I was like, this has like completely shattered the illusion of this game being something I ever want to look at ever again <laughs> in my life. It's not good. So you will not be seeing me play Jet Force Gemini on stream. However, you may see me play Rocket Robot on wheels on stream. That one's so good. Look forward to that. Anyway, that's just that anecdote reminded or that that discussion reminded me of, of that horrible experience I went through. Can I tell a story about something that might be a little raunchy for podcast material? And it's and it's a story. Let's get I, fucking foul. Well, we can always cut it out. Yeah, that's the thing. I I pretty I'm pretty sure I told you guys in the chat at some point, or at least some of you. But it's something that happened to me. Something that I saw the other day that has not left me, and I can't stop thinking about it. It is. You gotta tell it. You gotta tell it. it. You gotta tell okay, it. Okay. So I and I, 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 I think I know what this is, and I think it's raunchy but not raunchy enough for me to take it out on previous podcasts i talk about how i am a unicycle boy i ride an electric unicycle every single day of my life it is my it is one of my hobbies and is one of my favorite things in the world uh in 2020 and 2021 it's awesome um the i ride every day i go out whether it be for uh pleasure or errands or whatever i go out and like i ride around my town um the couple weeks ago i, I recently got a new one uh, and, uh, there is a bike trail pretty close to my house that isn't actually very substantial. It's more of a way that you can ride a bike or walk, uh, to like another side of a very busy, like uh, four way intersection with a lot of stores on it. The, if you walk without going on the bike trail, 
um, you are going to have to walk in the side of like a very busy road where you are at danger of getting hit by a car if you're not paying attention. Um, so you can go you can go along this like this walkway um, and uh, it is it is built on top of like the the uh, the side of like a moat almost like this really big mound next to a river on one side is a sewer complex it's not actually very scenic because of that the river is very pretty when you turn to the side you see the sewer but it is a very windy a very cold a very open area like there is the only the only thing in the way of a wall is just like a, like a shitty little wooden fence otherwise the world can see you when you're up there and i ride my unicycle on that thing a lot because like especially at certain times of the day there's very few people on it so i can kind of just blast through it um the I was riding home uh, and I am riding up the the trail on my left. As I as I as I approach from at this point, like a good like hundred few hundred feet away, I see what looks like like two people sitting down and I don't think anything of it. As I get closer, I realize that they're sitting near a corner where you kind of can't see all the way. And as I get closer, I see what it is. It is a woman sitting up against the fence uh, with her legs kind of spread uh, and it, in front of her is a man who had his mouth on eaten eaten pussy through jeans through jeans like every, there's the fucking like there's the there's the bit people make all the time of oh she sucked me good and hard through my jorts or whatever literally <laughs> literally I don't know how you eat pussy through jeans it doesn't and, sound pleasant and. I don't think you feel anything. And and they were doing this. Like the, the reason that it sticks with me is like, I could see that in like, maybe like the corner of a club and be like, Oh, they're getting, they're getting a little nasty over there. I'm going to leave them alone. That's not my business. The reason why I keep talking about this is because they were like, it was fucking like 28 degrees outside Fahrenheit. And they're just on a bike trail where kids and dogs and people walk by all the time. And I ride by on my unicycle and I'm just looking at them and I'm looking at this dude buried in crotch. And as I drive by, I just, he just looks up at me with, like just like wincing with his mouth open agape and i'm just like staring at him almost making eye contact if his eyes were more open and i drive past and it takes me like 10 seconds to process what the fuck i even just saw 28 degrees that's why the jeans were on as soon as i saw as soon as i made the connections that this dude was just eating pussy through the jeans i started laughing so fucking hard just like Oh man! And I drove it, back it, by, honked my clown horn, and sprayed. To God, I got another look. <laughs> <laughs> Just roll on over. No, there was a there was a part of me that almost did want to turn around and be like, "Hey, maybe you shouldn't." do that there maybe you should go yeah, somewhere some else but advice. it's not stay in my lane it's not my business i'm <laughs> just maybe they can do that there i guess because about about like like a few hundred feet back there was a family walking up towards them <gasps> like it probably would have taken them like five minutes of walking what took me like 20 seconds on my unicycle to get there but like the they <laughs> i don't know what the fuck they were That's doing crazy. you have five minutes to blast the pussy soldier good luck i hope maybe after i drove by them that they got up and went home they were that horny. Please walk home first. You got you got a you got a place with walls around it. I'm sure mm-hmm. you could find somewhere better than that. Better than the bike trail next to the sewer. You've got walls and a roof and like a comfortable bed you can sit on and take the pants off in peace. You fucking animal. See, I really <laughs> enjoyed that story because I was on a roller coaster, not having heard it before, trying to think in my head what's the big twist going to be before it happens. <laughs> And at the beginning uh-huh. of the story, I was like, oh, he probably saw some people fucking. But then you mentioned the sewer, and I was like, oh, is this like a poop story? Like, is he going to, like, <laughs> you going to see some poop fly at him or something? Yeah, they were doing some septic five shit in the tanks. Yeah, and, but then it, and then it veered right back into, oh, no, it's just people fucking. All right, cool. I, just people fucking 
People fucking in what I could describe as the most ineffective way of doing anything sexual I've ever seen. <laughs> now, now you say, okay, now I, let me play devil's advocate. Okay. Let me play devil's Interesting advocate. Interesting thing to say about someone getting eaten out with jorts on. You, you say, you say that the, the, they, they were both fully clothed. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. And you said that when you noticed the man turned and had his mouth agape and was wincing at you. Yeah. Where is this going yes. now? Uh, I think he was just having an allergic reaction, and they were on a nice bike ride. He was having an allergic reaction. <laughs> to what? And they had to stop. They had to stop immediately, and they and they for whatever reason picked the most inconvenient way to to use an epipen. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Here, hold my hold my cheeks still with your thighs. My hands are too cold. I got to use my pussy. I got scared, and my pants went on. <laughs> <laughs> You know that picture of Limmy pointing at himself where he's like drooling and wincing? Yeah. That was the face. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. That's why That's why I'm playing devil's advocate and saying it wasn't sex. It was an unfortunate allergic reaction situation. <laughs> also consider the possibility that that man looked at you with a desperate, hungry gaze because he knew it wasn't working and he was desperate for help. He didn't. He needed your sage advice. There's an easy solution. Just open no, the jeans. Look, he didn't know how. You you were supposed to help him. You were supposed to teach him. You left that man hanging, and now he is dead. I fucking whizzed by them pretty pretty fast. I must have been going like 25 miles per hour or something like that, and like. But I, it was enough that I could tell that there was no way that there, there was not even like a fly open. It was just like, I could tell. <laughs> well, I love it from their perspective because they Through think the they, they, they're just like getting down. They don't even realize they look behind them. There's some dude on like a devil machine that they've never seen yeah. before fly <laughs> past them. Like, what was that? Yeah, like, maybe he was doing that face because, like, some random fucking guy just appeared like great king of evil drifting away. Yeah, I mean, the fact that I was on a unicycle with, like, an off-road tire at a high speed, which means that it, like, when, when that thing was just by you, it's got this kind of, like, noise that it makes just from the tire, like, eating the pavement. The, uh, so it was, like, I guess he might have got spooked a little bit. <laughs> that was the only thing getting eaten that day. Why did you link the poster, like the the movie poster for the thing in the? Oh, I'm glad you asked. I was waiting for someone to notice, and it was Uh it was specifically because earlier you said, "Well, here's the thing." Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's a long payoff. (laughs) And speaking of things, let's see what things people are asking us in this question period. Holly's a Holly's a Holly's a fucking natural. Twenty twenty one. We're chasing the segues. It's all we've got. Please. Yeah. Uh, this one's from anonymous. They say my question is uh, for all of you is if you could have a perfect custom vehicle, what kind of vehicle would it be, and what special features would it have? Assume this is technology. Assume that this technology is slightly more futuristic than what exists now. That's from anonymous. A uh, jetpack with a wingsuit built in. That's I mean, that's, that's about pretty it. cool. Uh, 
My answer is completely, it is implausible, but also very practical. Just give me what I already have. Give me an electric unicycle that somehow coats me in a shield that makes me perfectly aerodynamic, that makes wind pass through me. And also protects you from, like, dying if you crash Honestly, going 70. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like cover me in a force field that, like, if I fall off, I'll just, like, float for a second and then hit the ground. You just start rolling like it's a monkey ball. Yeah, that'd be good too. But that could that'd be destructive. Be is the thing? It needs to stop me. It shouldn't make. It shouldn't <laughs> preserve my speed. That's bad. But then you're gonna you're gonna get there too slow if you. you it's gotta preserve. I also speed. would accept just a literal monkey ball that is somehow like an actual form of transportation. Like that'd be kind of awesome. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Yeah. Imagine a monkey ball vehicle that somehow made it feel like the world was actually tilting around you, like in the game when you moved. That would be so fucked. You would have to control it in first person, though. Like, first person monkey ball would I know. be nauseating. It would be Nauseous. scary. It would be, be fucking so horrifying. Scary. Every time you climb into it, a voice goes, Ready? Go! <laughs> Go! I, the you boring answer the is like... Fall out! The boring answer, the not funny answer, which isn't great for a comedy podcast, but whatever. Can I just have, like, a teleporter? I feel like that would just is fix a, a lot vehicle, of my problems. Though? Is that a vehicle? I guess that's not a vehicle. Not a vehicle. It's a method of transport. Significantly more technologically advanced. Like, no, it's it's a machine specifically designed to transport you from one location to another. I figure that's a vehicle. Is an escalator a vehicle? Yes. I'm gonna really push the limits of what uh -huh. we what we define as a vehicle, and I want to say Hold I want I want a belt Hang that on, just it? teleports me wherever I want. I think that goes beyond slightly more technologically. All right, all right, advanced. all right. Rocket powered pogo stick. An escalator is not a vehicle. Okay, I'm wrong then. That's fine. I'm wrong a lot of the time. Both systems are integrated into a building for moving people. Like the difference, like like I think a vehicle okay. has to be able to move itself freely. Like the vehicle oh, okay. is the object, not just the avenue. So then you put little wheelies on the teleporter. Problem solved. Yeah, and I can wheel it around. I'm curious what Log would want. I, you know what? Can I take a guess? Log, I bet you want a fucking like Jetsons car that makes the noise. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Honestly, just flying yeah. Car I mean, is good. I mean, like, <laughs> like I was gonna say, like, like a like a egg type vehicle, but like an Eggman, like Eggman, maybe or <laughs> egg shape. Oh, I would love Eggman's little like floater hover oh, car. That'd be great. That's too advanced. So what I would want would be like extreme moon shoes like industrial moon shoes that oh, have yeah. extreme bouncing strength extreme shock absorbers <laughs> so you can you can fall from a great height and it won't affect your bones in the slightest that would be that that'd be practical i like that so something that would allow you to just to just like do kangaroo type movements i'm still sticking with jetpack wingsuit i watched someone play like just cause three during gdq and like there was an entire dlc about like getting a jetpack and also gliding around with like a wingsuit and a grappling hook and I just thought like man that's cool as hell I want to do that in real life and not die ooh ooh can I change my answer to just the wing cap from Mario <laughs> <laughs> sure is that too advanced can I wear a hat that allows me to fly but like I can't gain height I can only lose height so I have to like jump off a building I mean said we can be futuristic i reckon a hat that lets you fly is futuristic enough i'm trying to think of what i want because the real answer food truck <laughs> come but, on i mean bro. that's not really futuristic but food truck with a replicator in it cart star now we're talking food truck that knows you 
a oh food truck, but it's got like the fucking Knight Rider AI, so it like knows exactly what you want to eat. Stop! Shut up! It. Stop making me want this. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we're putting stars in his mouth. Okay, replicator truck. <laughs> No, I real answer would be I've always I don't care about motorcycles, but if I had a replica of, of a black phantom, that would be dope. Hell yeah. The black phantom is just this like old like post post World War One motorcycle that was manufactured in England and it looks dope. The real ones go for like a million dollars each. Um because mm-hmm. they're rare. Um but I would love a replica, especially because a replica would not have asbestos in it like the real ones do. <laughs> That's a pretty good. It's a pretty good one. But like, if we're going like fantasy, I would like. I just want a vehicle that would make me into a Metal Gear Solid character. In that, in in that, what? Like, like you I, just get in the car and you turn into Solid Snake? No, no. What no, do you mean, no, like no. Solidus? Like the shit that Solidus wears? No, I want a motorcycle that like. I could stand on effortlessly, oh! like while it's mm-hmm. going. That's fucking good. Do you know how scary it would be if you're like, you know, on the highway and someone in like dressed like a shaman rides up on a motorcycle and like honestly, starts, like just starts just just starts standing like on top of the motorcycle and then it, and then begins to throw daggers at your car. <laughs> that's well, honestly like they somehow it. have made the like that's that's almost like they somehow figured out the way that like an electric unicycle works but you can just stand on your motorcycle. Like the thing is there is you need a low center of gravity. So like and I feel like once like once you have a low center of gravity on a motorcycle it doesn't look as cool probably. Like that's the issue. They, they could workshop it. They could figure it out. If they're making fucking bipedal tanks they can make a surfing motorcycle. I love that and then it made me think of an answer. I want Travis Touchdown's bike. Oh, oh. the Spell Tiger. Yeah. Yeah. That's just good. Hell yeah. That's a good ass answer. Can I change my answer to that too? <laughs> <laughs> we all get Travis Touchdown bikes. Fuck so yeah. He's gonna buy us all these and create them and invent them. Well, uh, in the game, I'm pretty sure it's like canon that he spent most of his money on that bike. Right. And and like the sword as well. He he spends all his money on like four things. His bike, his sword, his anime merchandise, and cat food. And his yeah. Gundam. And Gundam is anime merchandise. It's true. It is. I mean, when you get into Gunpla, it becomes its own thing, I think. Uh, yeah, that's fair. So, 2030, Wayne Radio TV Bike Club. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Have we already talked about, like, weird fears? I feel like we've talked about that on an episode. Yes, remember that? Uh, remember that? But if if it's, like, an offshoot of that question, we could do it. No, no, it's it's pretty much that question. Let's not retread. There's weird fear. Like, you ask me that, I immediately think of Stranger's Car When Wet. Oh, right, 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 right. That's what it was. <laughs> yep, you're right. Have I ever told you guys about, like, some of my weird fears that I've had in the past? Uh, probably, maybe, but I don't know. The biggest one that comes to mind is that, like, uh, I was scared of Inspector Gadget when I was younger. I remember that. terrified. That and the bee from Donkey Kong or something like that. Right, well, I was scared of the bees from Donkey Kong because I was scared of normal bees, and those were bigger bees with spikes, and so that was too much. Uh... I was scared of Inspector Gadget specifically because he was supposed to be a person. He's a human. He looks like a human. But he can, like, open himself up and, like, guns and springs and helicopters come out. That's not normal. People aren't supposed to do that. And I got so scared I cried. Uh, And then they released, like, the photorealistic early CG Inspector Gadget, like, live action movie. And that had me so scared I had to run to the theater bathroom. 
no. Uh, and then they released the McDonald's toys, uh, and my sister knew I was so scared of them, and would just, like, sometimes take it out like an idol of power that would repel me <laughs> until yeah, my I mom got that story. fed up and had to, like, bury it in the backyard. <laughs> I thought that was going to be a nice story where it's like your sister destroys it. But, like, honestly... Especially the live-action Inspector Gadget movie, like that is borderline body horror to uh-huh. to a degree. Like when, like hit, like a fucking man just like opening up his chest and becoming like super long. Like that's fucked up. That's like when you think up. about it, it's fucked up. If you saw that in real life, you'd be scared. He's not a he's not a child's friend. He's their enemy. It's funny because I'm pretty sure that seeing Inspector Gadget in theaters is one of my earliest memories. <laughs> <laughs> one of my earliest memories is seeing the Jimmy Neutron movie and being the only ones in the theater. You know what? Since Log and I answered, fuck it. I got a question for you three. Since we just answered, what are some of your earliest memories? Before we do that, uh, I was also, I guess this is also an early memory. I was terrified that C-3PO would come out of my basement and tear my arms off. <laughs> oh, hello, master. He just fucking, like, rips your fucking arms out of your sockets. Specifically C-3PO in a murderous rage. I don't know why. I need those. I don't know. C-3PO can't walk very quickly. I feel like I could outrun him even if he oh, did want to Miss Holly. <laughs> right, that, that's why it was so scary, because he was so slow, but he would inevitably get up the stairs. <laughs> it follows, but it's C-3PO coming to rip your arms off. <laughs> You can only see C-3PO, but he's coming for you. How come the person in It Follows just didn't get on an airplane forever? The thing that was following her couldn't got, get it on an airplane. It don't, it don't have a brain. It it just walks. Right. Just just go up. Sometimes it would just, like, get up on your roof to scare you. Like, that does happen. Like, it would just take, like, wrong paths to make you freaked out more. So it I don't know. get up on an airplane, though. The, rule, the rules of that movie are weird. You guys are gonna fucking... God damn it. I don't want to make myself into a fucking character. <laughs> but one of my earliest cherished childhood memories that I can still remember is being a kid in China, going up to a food vendor, and getting one of those, like, caramel candies where it's in the shape of a dragon. Oh, hell yeah. So what, it's, what, it, it's just caramel, but what they do is they drizzle it onto a stick really fast, and they, like, draw pictures with it, and it's in the shape of a dragon. My literal earliest memory, like, I think dates back to a point where, like, like, how old are you? Like, 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 scientifically, how old are you supposed to be when, like, you actually start to have memories? Like, do you guys know know the age? 17. I feel like I, 17. I feel like I have a memory from when I was, like, one or two of specifically the memory it is just an image it is me lying on my parents king-sized bed in their room looking up at the ceiling and i specifically i know that i was super young because the image is warped to hell like i remember looking up at the ceiling and seeing paintings like all over it because they had a lot of pictures up on their wall like they did have a like a, a very vast wall of paintings but i remember it like climbing up to the ceiling just like the craziest paintings and photos that they definitely didn't have up there the and like but it's just that it it is like it is like the most basic memory you could get. It is literally just a picture in my head that I will always see. Earliest memory for me is like the earliest memory for me is I'm me waking up and I'm like, whoa, where am I? And my mom was there <laughs> and she was like, you're at home. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I think like I was like, oh, yeah, you're my mom. OK. <laughs> Did you have amnesia? Like the like your first cognitive thought, just like the self actualization of Balp's brain, just like 
coming into form. The reason why this memory is so weird to me is because I don't... It literally... I literally cannot remember anything but that. And it is, like, a very, like simulation-esque thing to have where it's like you wake up you're like oh i don't know where i am and you're- these facts have been burned into your mind rebirth it's like i'm it's like i'm the matrix right my mom's like oh you're at home i'm like okay these are the things you must know to live in our world and i'm like i'm like oh i guess that's my mom <laughs> it's like i just roll with it i have something like that too I mean, it's not exactly like that i remember the exact moment that i realized that i could move my eyes and what? it was much wow. later in my life. Yeah, like <laughs> you were you were ten. No, I, I think I was like six when I realized. Oh, yeah, like I don't know. And like here's the thing. Here's the thing. I am ninety nine point nine percent sure that I moved my eyes at some point prior to that. Like, uh, like probably. But but suddenly I realized like I I was just I was in like kin like preschool and I just started like looking around the room while moving my eyes and I'm like whoa I don't have to turn my head to look around this is crazy <laughs> and, like, were you moving like Frankenstein before I think that? I was I think I thought I was I just don't think you I was ever weren't. conscious of the fact that I was literally moving my eyeballs I I have a memory like that too but instead of for like eyeball moving it was like. Uh, I used to be a mouth breather a lot as a kid, and then I think, like, one day my sister just got, like, really fed up, and she was just like, why are you fucking breathing? She didn't say fucking, I'm saying that because I'm an adult, and I like to swear. It's <laughs> like, ten-year-old girl, why are you fucking breathing? <laughs> she, 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 would, she was like, why are you breathing through your mouth all the time? That's weird. Why don't you breathe through your nose? And I very vividly remember just saying, you can do that? Oh my god. <laughs> thing i think it's like the exact same thing as what happened to me where like you're using these body functions but you just never thought about them yeah i think it was a mix of like maybe i had just developed the eyeball muscles enough to like be able to like rapidly like to be able to do tricks with my eyes you know like look at circles and like moving back and forth you know eyeball tricks the (laughs) i i i was five or six i remember around age two uh, just sitting sitting down playing with a toy. Age two, not like his age, but like BC. <laughs> I remember in the second age. The second age, <laughs> two years after the planet. But yeah, yeah, around two years old, just like st- just suddenly like stopping what I'm doing and then looking up and then like going up to my mom and telling her, "Hey, I can talk." <laughs> that's kind of scary i feel like if my kid did that i'd be a little wigged out real real talk real talk could you talk before that yeah i definitely could because it's not like my mom reacted it's not like my mom reacted i just said hey i can talk that's it that was your first cognitive thought i had a friend in high school i had a friend in high school who said that like he had a little cousin who was like this child must have been like some weird cra- it must have been like some weird crazy savant situation because allegedly allegedly according to this kid's parents this kid did not say anything before age 5 but they could read and they read like they were they were reading like full novels like they were reading Damn. like way beyond their level and they yeah, didn't say a hat. single thing and then at some point when they were five years old, they were just like, okay, I want to talk now. Like, to their parents. Like, I, I, okay, I want to talk now. Mother, like, I believe I will begin speaking. That's crazy. I will now converse. I have deemed you worthy of hearing my voice. You have passed the test. I have, like, three young memories that I remember offhand that's just, like, 
uh, one is at, like it's someone's birthday party. I just got a buzz cut. I'm eating a bowl full of Cheetos and not letting <laughs> anyone have any. And just thinking, this is what happiness is. Uh, the other one is uh, I went to bed at like fucking, I don't know, like eight o'clock, nine o'clock, whenever little kid gets to go to bed. And I closed my eyes for what felt like five seconds opened them up and the sun was rising and i just thought to myself i traveled through time yeah i had like i I, spe- I vividly remember a few times as a kid where i would like like fall asleep and just wake up and like i feel like even as an adult that can still happen but you understand it but i remember i was at a sleepover and it happened i like i woke up it was like wide-eyed at my friend i was like that was like three minutes oh my god yeah like, <laughs> that was amazing the third and final early one i really remember vividly is uh having, like, a horrible nightmare about, like, a painting of a tugboat in my sister's room. Because I really <laughs> liked, I really liked watching Theodore Tugboat when I was younger. Theodore. And he, he is a tugboat, and a friendly tugboat, too. <laughs> and I had a nightmare that my grandmother's soul was stolen from her body and bound forever into a tugboat in eternal agony, just screaming. That was a complex thought to have as a child. It's the same type of shit dreams that I had about the cow vacuum cover. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I remember my sister was so mad at me for screaming about a tugboat painting. We are going off on a motherfucking tangent, but I'm going to keep it going because there's another thing that I thought about that I want to talk about. Do you, I don't know if this is shared experience or not. Do you guys ever remember like realizing like what playing pretend was and then like doing it actively? Like when you're a little kid and you like when you're a little, little kid, I mean like sub six years old. And you have toys and you play with them. You are pretending, but you're not actively thinking about the fact that you're pretending. You are just like living those toys. Like you were just like, yeah, this is this is like defucto man and he can shoot lasers. And in your mind, he does. He does. The but I remember at one point, like I think it was like like learning in like kindergarten or something like that. Like we talked about like playing pretend and it was like, you know, I never really thought about that. I can imagine anything I want. And I went home and played it, pretend in my room and I pretended I was at the library and I was like, and I remember, I remember leaning over the loft that looked down at my kitchen. I was like, Hey mom, I just took out three books at the pretend library. <laughs> oh, I just fucking remembered something else. Uh, I had an imaginary friend named Johnny that I loved, and then one day I decided, I'm too old for an imaginary friend, and my mom asked me a question about Johnny, and I said, like, oh, no, Johnny's in jail forever now, because he's a criminal, so he's not coming back. (laughs) He put turkey on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) He will never be forgiven. Johnny, if you're listening to this, how fucking dare you? Around that time is also like when I started thinking about the concept of like imagining things and playing pretend, like I feel like I had a very aware grasp of what that was, but I still love to do it. And then that's when I got into imaginary friends too. And I was like, I learned about imaginary friends. Like I think like through like a TV show or something, I was like, you know, I need some of those. I'm going to, and my imaginary friends was every character from Sonic Adventure. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be my best friends too. I was, hung- I was hanging out with Sonic and Knuckles. It was dope. I feel like I kind of just like, I don't know what was wrong with me as a kid but i remember as a kid like trying to do imaginary friends and i just like didn't get it like i didn't i was just like (laughs) i i kind of feel that like i did it but like i feel like i would get to a point where i was like this is dumb like they're not really here like yeah exactly i would just i would be like all right i'm gonna imagine that i have some other friend and now and then i would just think about it harder and i'd be like but they're not real and then i would just like stop thinking about it I was too grounded to reality as a kid. Like I grounded, I, grounded, grounded, grounded. 
it's a good thing you figured it out then, because otherwise you would have a tulpa now. Right, exactly. <laughs> it would have grown in my you brain. You would have never learned. <laughs> the adult mind is more powerful. It would have grown stronger and screamed at me, and Tracer would not be straight still. An imaginary friend is not a threat to your livelihood, because a child's mind is too weak. But when you're an adult and you manage oh, to pull that no. off and you fully create a tulpa, then it is a danger. The adult mind is much stronger and can make it scream at you when you're not playing Overwatch. Yeah. You've cre- you've like created psychic energy that can harm you. Yeah, it can knock it can knock things off your desk. It can make papers fly. It can open and shut the door. It can turn water brown. I love all those like bullshit stories about people making tulpas on the internet. Like, oh, I tried to make straight tracer, but instead of but instead of being straight, she's still gay. And she just screams at me to buy more. Uh, buy more, more, buy more cosmetics on Overwatch. And I'm like, Don't you scream? Whenever I take my pants off, she would make fun of my cock. <laughs> Why don't you just try having a better cock then? Come on. Imagine a bigger penis. Screaming at my tracer topa to get her to stop pointing and laughing at my dick. You know I can't help my micropenis tracer. Come on. I'll buy more loot boxes. Just stop. <laughs> just stop screaming. It will get diva skin. I promise. They just have to. They just have to imagine Matt is bigger, and it will take power away from the screaming tracer too. <laughs> I kind of like this question because it kind of just puts us in a possible real life scenario that I feel like we would have to figure out. I'm not sure if it would make for great podcasting, but uh, Len asks. Say there's a situation where we all have to buy three double-topping pizzas for all of Radio TV Solutions. What is our order? Wait, wait, what? Can we wait, successfully... So three pizzas for all of us? Yeah, I, I, like, I like this question because it's just, like, it's, like, challenging us to come up with a pizza order. Like... Oh, shit. Like, we just have to imagine that it's real. And there are three topping? No, three two toppings. Yeah, three two toppings. So cheese is not on. an option. So you can't have you can't have the tabula rasa. The here's the thing. This is, I think this is easier than it sounds because most pizza places, if you say like, oh, can it, this pizza be half this and half this? They usually oblige. Yeah, sure. I'm not look. I'm not saying that it's a difficult challenge. I'm saying that it it is a challenge. With with the confines of the question, it means double topping, as in a pizza with two toppings on yeah. it. Two toppings together, not like split. Yes, they have to be every every slice must have two toppings on it. Here is my recommendation. The, you have the base cheese pizza, your typical mozzarella sauce bread. Pizza number one. Breaded chicken and Parmesan cheese, which is a topping. That chicken? counts. I've never had yes. breaded chicken pizza. You've never had breaded chicken on a pizza? No. I mean, that sounds good. I'd totally eat it. I just, they don't, I've never had it. I'm more mystified by, like, Parmesan cheese being its own topping. That's just, like, an extra where I come from. You can get like you can get a significant amount of it and baked onto the pizza. The okay, huh. either okay, so either that or provolone. The either either parmesan or provolone on the pizza because then that is a chicken parm pizza and that shit's amazing. That shit's great. It. Yeah. Second pizza. Let's go for. Do you think pepperoni's too overpowering? Pepperoni's super greasy. It's not. The, it's not about the flavor. It's about the. I think pepperoni is just okay. But for me, I always, I never get a pepperoni pizza. I never get a pepperoni pizza with anything extra. Like, it's always just pepperoni. I never get anything else because yeah. I feel like for pepperoni me, that's too much. Pepperoni and jalapeno. Pepperoni and olives, that doesn't please me. I would. Please push, me. 
But it has to satisfy everyone. No, we're getting three pizzas to satisfy everyone. That's true. You don't have to eat all three pizzas. Not all three have to satisfy everyone. No! <laughs> okay, alright. Okay. Yeah. Whenever I get a two-topping pizza, I always go for the same order. It's sausage and mushrooms. I just, I'm, I'm playing. Oh yeah, that, that 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 is my that is my exact order. Mushrooms are not my go-to, but I can eat them. I like that. Like 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 when we got that, I'm pretty sure we got that when we came yeah, over to your I place a couple years ago. The and then the other one, there was another one that I think Trevor picked out that I really liked, which was bacon and green onions. That oh, yeah, shit yeah. was good. Yeah, that's Classic. good. That shit was good. We usually get those. That's real good. Yes, yeah, yeah, sausage and mushroom is good. Uh, is that our is that our order? We needed to make three. Since we're just role playing, uh, creating a pizza. Now what we can do is we can include the audience. So, okay, audience, what do you want on your pizza? And then we just we just leave it. We this is they're gonna fill in their answer here. Like Dora the Explorer, we stare at the we stare at our yeah. mics and wait, and then we say, wait, everyone, everyone, quiet, everyone, quiet, quiet. I like that too. That's a great, great idea. Choice. We'll order that as the third pizza. <laughs> Thanks. Why did you pick that one? Fuck you. <laughs> Next caller. There you go. Now the audience knows what it would feel like Next to order caller. a pizza with us. I've had some pretty fancy pizzas before. Mm-hmm. That's just a general statement. Good to know, Belt. <laughs> just a Bell fact. Just thought he, this is a he Belt just, fact. You just want to show that's, off. That's end of the thought. End of the sentence. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just want to, I just wanted you to know. Thanks for letting us know. I got another question for for you four. What's the worst pizza you've ever had? Maybe not the location, but more so like the toppings, the like topping. the setup, like or or the way it was prepared. Like maybe it was deep dish and it was just way too much sauce. Maybe it was a bad topping combo. I've had a pizza that was just very, really like sad. It was just a cheese pizza. It wasn't. This was like coworker pizza. Yeah, yeah, corporate pizza. What? Coworker pizza? Oh, corporate. You know, you know what I mean. Like a coworker ordered it because we were in the office a little later than normal. Nah, nah, uh-huh. help. You got it all wrong. That co- coworker pe- coworker orders pizza. Coworker will order like from a chain. Company orders pizza. Company will order pizza from a place that isn't real. <laughs> it, it doesn't <laughs> actually exist. Yeah. They've invented this shell company to funnel pizza to their workers. Yeah, it's Pasquale's. It's like a platform nine and three three quarters types of pizza. They they pull it they pull it out of a crack in the wall. Yeah. The the company that I used to work at, one day when we had like a like a big like team department meeting, they decided, oh, we're gonna be like doing lunch. We're gonna order like Lebanese. What do you want? And I was like, Oh, I want falafel. And I'm mad because the falafel was really fucking good. And I asked, Hey, where's this from? Uh and they just shrugged noncommittally at me. They didn't know. <laughs> they just gave their workers food that they didn't know where it yeah! came from. We pulled it out of the ether. And like anything on the packaging that could have been like indicative of where it was from. Did it just say pizza? No, no leads. Nothing. Like like none of it led to anything. Where was this falafel from? I love the aesthetic of a pizza place whose box is just like they just bought pizza boxes online. Yeah. So it's just like pizza, <laughs> baked fresh, oven cooked. But I feel like that's where the best pizza comes from. Is, is I like know the... that that is always the best pizza. The is when whenever the boxes are not branded or it's the worst pizza. Yeah, that's true. You go either way. I've had some company like I had some company pizza. There was like a there was like a company wide thing where everybody was just getting pizza, and somehow I wound up with a box all to myself. I'm like, all right, what a treat! A whole pizza to myself, <laughs> and then I I like open it up and I take a slice, and then I'm like, hang on a second, 
And it's like it's like I walked up to a door and realized it was not actually a door, but it was in fact wallpaper with a door picture on it. It's like it's, it's like it's like I, pe- I peeled I peeled back the thin paper of cheese to reveal. Oh damn! It's a wall under here. Yeah, it's not real. This pizza isn't real. I think it's the same pizza you you and I got long because it's it's just like it's just a regular cheese pizza and it's just unceremonious. There's just no soul in it. It's just like it's like. There's no love in the pizza, and it just tastes like matter. Yeah, it was like it was a pepperoni pizza too. The pepperoni was like a it was like a texture. It was like a normal map on this pizza. <laughs> I put a bump map on my pizza. <laughs> so the worst pizza I ever had was from a respectable pizza joint. It was ordered by my boss when I worked at the pet store, and uh, he got two pizzas. He got it was just a regular only three pizzas. There was a cheese, regular pepperoni. Those two were great. And the third pizza, you know, how sometimes like a respectable pizza joint will have like some gimmick pies, like just ones that are like they're more high concept pizza. This one was like a mac and cheese pizza. And oh, no, it sucked. It was so bad. I took like I literally normally like if like if I have a slice of pizza, that's not that great. I could finish it. and I just won't have another slice. I could have like maybe three bites of that thing before I had to just throw it in the trash. It was like. The pizza was fine. Like the bread was fine. The the whatever I don't even remember if there was sauce or cheese under it because that's how much the mac and cheese overpowered it. Like that was all fine. And the mac and cheese on its own probably fine. Those two things do not go together. You don't need carbs on carbs with almost nothing in between. It is just an unpleasant experience where like I was eating it, it didn't even taste that bad. It was just like if I finish this, I'm going to be a lesser man than I am now. So I threw it away because I knew I was just going to feel bad, like just sad and up and upset tummy. It was going to be bad. This kind of ties back into like early memories because I was trying to rack my brain for like, what's the worst pizza I've ever had? I've had a lot of good pizzas and a lot of okay pizzas. And I was trying to remember, is there anything that's been like standout bad? I remember the pizza. And this was a pizza with a qualifier. Uh, this was at like a friend's, uh, like this it was pizza like had an a Italian. Modifier. Exactly. Uh, it was like at <laughs> a friend's parents' relatives' Italian wedding or something like that. And uh, <clears throat> there was like a buffet-style sort of like dinner that you could go and get from. And very vividly, I remember my friend telling me, "Oh, by the way, don't eat any of the pizza. They got the order wrong." And I wanted to see what it was. Uh, and I, I have to preface this by saying, uh, I'm one of those people that thinks pineapple on pizza can be good if you have it with, like, the right ingredients alongside it. This is not one of those pizzas. So, God, what'd they do? It was two different, or, like, three different pizzas that say they somehow mixed into one. Uh, it was pineapple, uh, like, grilled chicken, raw huh. onion. Oh, green olives oh and white sauce Oh, that's no! Cool. That's the worst, the last one you could have said. The fucking... Oh my god! <laughs> and to top it all off, like, the bow on the wrapped present, a single piece of pepperoni right in the middle. <laughs> you cut that's that You cut that eight ways, you get a tiny little piece of pepperoni on every slice. <laughs> yeah, you got a Bate Papo order all the way in Canada. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know how you accomplish that. It wasn't good. So when you started that, pineapple and chicken, I could see that. That's yeah, probably that not awful. Okay. Pineapple okay. and chicken is, like, good. Then everything else you added was just, like, another 
Oh my god. Yep. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a situation where, yeah, I kind of can't think. I, I'm trying to think of like a specifically bad pizza. The only real memory that's coming to me is like something that I feel like is probably pretty universal for most, at least like American uh, Americans, is like school pizza. You know that that, that stuff. Yeah. I feel like that's that's that probably... pizza is really in a league of its own where they where it's like prepared <laughs> almost like slice by slice. Yeah, I, think. I mean, it's not it's barely qualifies as pizza. It's like <gasps> a piece of bread and cheese and sauce. You just reminded me of a nightmare that I had suppressed. You did, <laughs> not a not a nightmare, a real living, a real living existing pizza. My school when I was in middle school used to they would have pizza like most days. Uh, the, and it was like, it would, they would just give you this big triangular slice. It was really thick bread and it was kind of like always just like a little bit stale and the cheese wouldn't really like it. The, the cheese was a little plasticky, but it was acceptable. You could eat it and it wouldn't really, it wasn't that awful. One day they had cheeseburgers for lunch. The next day they used the leftovers to make cheeseburger pizza. I would like to describe to you how this pizza was prepared. It was the normal pizza slices, which was salt bread, weird bread on weird Sop. sauce on weird cheese. Sop. Then <laughs> on top of that, they sprinkle they crumbled up the, the leftover burgers and they sprinkled it onto the pizza. Then they poured nacho cheese oh. all over that. Wow. Then they put one giant pickle slice <laughs> on the pizza <laughs> right on the pizza they were trying to hide the evidence i'm pretty liberal with what i will consider a pizza topping but pickles is where i draw the line you don't put pickles on pizza <laughs> the reason that that never the reason that that didn't occur to me and were worst pizzas i ever had is because i didn't eat that one i just bear i just bear, <laughs> bore witness to it yeah. so like i bear witness to this and it'll never leave me the worst pizza I've had that is not school pizza, and I don't even consider this bad uh, a bad pizza, but it is the worst. Like strictly speaking, if if we're if we're tabulating the numbers, it's definitely CC's. That being said, I will still go <laughs> to CC's. Like CC's. Yeah, I will go to CC's and eat fifteen slices of pizzas and and four brownies <laughs> and seventeen cinnamon rolls and leave. It's happy. true. <laughs> Little Caesars sucks, but like. If I want a five dollar pizza, I'll exactly. eat some old Caesars. Sometimes, I will chow down. You know, my standards are in the gutter. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> One time, I microwaved a slice of leftover pizza, and the taste of the microwave cheese was so bad I threw up instantly. Oh, damn! We have a question from D O S R G. That's how they want to go by, and their question is very simple, but I feel very good. What's the funniest phase you went through? The funniest phase you went through. I'll go first. When I was a little kid, when I was a little kid, we went to a bookstore. And for some reason, this bookstore, it was a kid's bookstore. So it was geared for kids. That's probably why they had a section on this. There was a section for tiny books. There was a section for tiny books. I mean, like, books the size of, like, a post-it note. Like, but that's why? how big they were. Or smaller. And there was a book that my mom got for me because it was super cheap, right? These are tiny books. It was a book of, like, weird facts. And because the book was tiny, I could fit it in my pocket. And I would bug people. I would bug the shit out of my friends and everyone. Just tell them, hey, look at these interesting little facts for my little book. (laughs) 
And I say that as my funniest face because I'm imagining me doing that now. I need to bring that back. It, bring back the tiny funny. boat. I mean, you can do that, but this is—I mean, people do that now. This this is like a common thing now. What do you mean? You pull out your phone and then you just you open up. The phone is truly the ultimate book. It's a, it's the tiny book. I want to pull out a real <laughs> tiny book. I want to pull out a real tiny book and tell you my real tiny facts. <laughs> But yeah, I think that's the, I guess, funny, one of the funniest phases that I went through of just like weird, weird, for weird, but not like trying to be weird. Just like I was. I can think of like two that I had. And both of these were like from when I was younger, which I guess is when you have most of your weirdest phases because, you know, you're a kid and you don't know what shame is yet. So you just fucking do yep. whatever. Uh, the two I can think of, the first one is... There was a girl that I thought was very cute, and I wanted to be her best friend. And I was like, "Oh, let's go Uh-oh. play in the like in the the the, the playground together, at, like recess and stuff." It was like, "What do you want to play?" And she was like, "I want to play animals. We're gonna be animals now." And so, like, we would pretend to be like, I think I was a dog, and she was a horse, and we were just like <laughs> running around on all fours. And then we got back into class, and I didn't know that we had to stop playing. Oh, and and so, like, I was eating my lunch, like, on all fours on the ground. Oh, and the teacher no. was like, why are you doing that? And I was like, well, we're, we're playing animals. And then she was like, well, well, recess is over, sweetie. You, you're not playing anymore. And I r- said something along the lines of, like, oh, okay. I think running around on all fours is more fun, though. So I just kept <laughs> running around on all fours for a while. Like, a couple oh, days. God. <laughs> the other step. one I can think of is I was obsessed with just, like, Every time I had to take a bath, uh, before I did it, I would take the sponge and I would put it over, like, the, the drain and I would run the water over it until the sponge was completely wet. And then I would go, okay, the bath is now safe. I did this for, like, a year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember why. <laughs> I think uh, maybe whenever I was eight, maybe seven, I don't know. Um, I was really into the idea, oh, I, I can make video games. I, I want to make video games. And so I would, I would like draw pictures of the games that I wanted to make. But it was like, it was not like concepts of like, oh, here's, you know, like characters and here's like monsters or anything like that. I would draw like the player character standing there with the UI and the HUD and everything. (laughs) Like like I like I would like a draw like a character standing there with a friends list open <laughs> and like a HP bar and little like little like Maple Story icons for opening stuff or like that rules <laughs> or like oh I I remember like I remember what like finished that off practically it was like I I I drew like a character select screen. <laughs> and it was like it was like it was like little tiny pictures of some characters, but most of them were like question marks because I was thinking like, oh, they'll be unlockable. <laughs> <laughs> That's that is the funniest fucking bit there. <laughs> I don't need to make characters; they'll just unlock them. And then I I showed that to my uncle, and he said, "Well, what about the rest of the game, though?" And then it like that 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 like that like took me out of it. Yeah, you get oh, snapped no. you out of it. That like shook me to my core. Oh, that's too bad. No, I feel you. I can't think of a, a funny phase. I can think of like just something that was kind of weird that I did for a while, which was 
and and I wasn't even young. You guys are talking about like things you did as a kid. This is whenever I was probably like sixteen. I just decided that okay. I I only wanted to eat food in sandwich form for a while. <laughs> that would just be your thing. I I don't know. I just like I would just like decided. I was sandwiches. like, you know what? I like <laughs> I like sandwiches. I like bread. I feel I felt at the time that like it was just better than using utensils. Like. Why would I use that a fork and knife when I can just put something the, between bread and eat it like that? So I did that for like a couple months. Tell me about like your non-standard sandwiches. I think the weirdest one I ever ate is I did put spaghetti on a, on a sandwich. <laughs> I like ate I've a spaghetti sandwich at one point. Yeah, I've done that before. It's okay. just like white bread. It's just like tons of carbs, but... Yeah, I think I just decided that I loved carbs. Was it just plain noodles and bread or did, was there sauce? I mean, I still love carbs. But just not that much. Imagine you prepared a bowl of pasta, but then instead of eating it with a fork like a normal person, you slopped it between two pieces of Wonder Bread and ate that instead. Yep, I've done that before. (laughs) I still do that sometimes. That's very funny. (laughs) I was so into this idea that I actually, I had like a little daydream. And I would be like, what if I just like opened up a restaurant where I just served weird sandwiches? Like... Like I, I legitimately thought I was like, what if I did that? It's it's like a it's it's a gimmick restaurant where where we do sandwiches, but we don't do like boring turkey or roast beef. Like we have like weird stuff on our sandwiches. And then of course I couldn't like come up with anything, so that that idea died pretty quickly. Also, I was fifteen, so. What, I want to know what ended that phase. What what was the sandwich that ended you? It wasn't anything particular. I think I just got bored of it. I think it was just like, eh, oh, okay. I'll, I'll go back to using utensils now. But you know what's interesting is long after that phase, whenever I was a full-grown adult and at and at a at a job, one time for one of my coworkers going away party, we went to an Ethiopian restaurant. Turns out they just do that in Ethiopia. They just have like they don't use utensils. They just have this like specific bread that you scoop the meat up in and eat it like that, and that was awesome. Ethiopian food is good. For some reason, like. Com- completely unrelated to anything you just said that reminded me of another sort of face that i had uh in like high school all of my friends and i at the time uh were really into doing physical stunts so like we'd just be like in the hallway and like one of us would just be like wait hang on and just like do a dodge roll on the ground (laughs) 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 i was in my dodge roll phase though or like one of us would just be like hey hang on it's time to mount up and just jump on the other person's shoulders yeah there's lots of shit like that we 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 wanted the culmination of that to be that we'd all get in really good shape and be able to do a bros attack but we never did so my phase the thing the thing with my phase is that i was in a number of phases 2005 let's let's go back let's let's take you back a bit 2005 i was eight or nine i don't remember the it's a bad start to this, I but the, I don't know. I was I was eight I or nine years old. Two thousand five. I am in love with the video game Toontown. It is just the bee's knees. It's just the best thing I've ever played. It's just it is all I'm thinking about at all times. It is just the, my favorite thing in the world. And then I get introduced to, or I guess I had already played it a bit, but I started. I I beat the game Kingdom Hearts one. And then that obsession got mixed in there. And those Kingdom Hearts and Toontown were my two favorite things. And this phase was uh, a phase where I spent a lot of time on a Toontown forum 
uh, the not only just playing Toontown, talk about oh, Toontown, but no. I would like I would post about Kingdom Hearts all the fucking time. I would post about Toontown all the time, and they had like a role playing section where you could like make threads and like make little games and stories and whatnot. I made so many fucking like RP threads of like Sora in Toontown, and like let me let me I pulled this up. Let me read you a little bit about this. So this is this was made uh, October fourth, two thousand five. So at this point, I am nine years old. Okay, here's the story, and you get to help me write it. You may get the begging if you beat Kingdom Hearts, so don't get confused. Sora, Goofy, and Donald were chasing Pluto to get to King Mickey and get Riku, but they were warped into Toontown. They noticed that they're in a huge city with a huge heartless sign. Help, a tune yelled. What should Sora do? A, help the tune. B, ignore it and let his heart get sucked out. C, other, explain. The, <laughs> and like, so, and then this thread goes on for like five pages of like me doing that, but then someone wants it to turn into an RPG, so I start like enlisting characters and I make like and I would I would spend all this time making these like archetypes of characters that your Toontown tune could be. And it's like the second post is a post I would constantly edit with like the characters who were involved in the story. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear oh, who yes. was a part and what yes. the various roles yes. were? Yes. Alright. Category one, there could be an unlimited amount of these. Evil Heartless Tune. Uh the we only had four. Beast Boy, Flabio, Luke, and Weird Mike McMash. Those were our oh, four evil. <laughs> those those are our villains. Now the next role is Tune Tricked by Maleficent. There can only be one, please. Please don't sign up for this twice. And that was Sir Eli. Which like I, I was like designating these roles in an RPG that would be like I didn't understand like group like formative storytelling like this yeah. where like you were supposed to make things up with each other where it's like okay this must happen if you make if this is your character you got to do this I was right, like not yeah. giving these people free reign whatsoever and then it was like all right next category secondary keyblade wielder number one crazy Romeo that's me that was my tune's name was crazy <laughs> Romeo. <laughs> Third, third Keyblade wielder also is Riku in tune form, and this was uh, Professor Crazy Super Brains. Great <laughs> Fourth Keyblade wielder is King Poodle Gloop. Uh, trapped tunes. There will be five. Number one, Precious Face. Two, Ali. Note: If you are number one, you must fall in love with the tune that said "Help." <laughs> tune that said "Help." Parentheses has a big role. Number one, Deputy Rabarb. And final category is Ansem in Tune Form, True Villain. No one signed up for that role, surprisingly. Oh, darn. Um, yeah, this is, I just did this shit, f- like, all the fucking time. And this is, like, thread one out of, like, probably, like, ten of these that I made. Nice. And the funny oh, thing yeah. is, is people played with me. People loved this shit. Because there were so many other kids that loved Toontown and, like, all this, like, Kingdom Hearts shit. Well, you just, you happened to pick two actually disney properties like it's not like you were trying yeah, to shove kingdom hearts into like something else you you picked something that is reasonable surprisingly i have so many more of these that i could read but like i, I we the, the podcast would go on for that's so long because all we're, these are equally funny podcast that's just wayne reading toontown forums toontown. wayne revisit yeah hey i would do it or a stream or something where i do this because it's so fucking funny the like the other the other threads that I made that had tons of posts were like Animorphs RPG, Animal Crossing RPG, the Heart's True Meaning RPG. I think this was the longest one. The Heart's True the Heart's True Meaning RPG. Yeah, this one had like 18 pages of like 40 posts to pop. That one got wow. like people ate that shit up. Uh yeah, I was popular. I was a big baller. I don't nothing com- nothing compared my clout now, nothing compared to my clout back then. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta get back yeah. to that level. We'll get you there someday, man. You just gotta open up signups on Twitter. 
Yeah. <laughs> Alright, who wants to be an evil heartless tune? And I need an evil heartless tune or a scientist or I'll die. And you must fall in love with the dog that says yes in chapter one. <laughs> <laughs> These posts are great because as you scroll through it, you can progressively see me. Like if you scroll down from newer posts to older, you can progressively see me like as I learned proper like grammar and yeah. spelling, oh, and it just yeah. gets worse and worse as you scroll down. That's and also funny. like learning forum etiquette where I would just make posts where it's like, where is everybody? Post now. Just like I just didn't <laughs> understand. <laughs> I just get zero replies. I, I guess I, I never like had that phase because I only discovered the concept of a forum whenever I was twelve or so. Yeah, I was real young. Like, as far as I was concerned, up until then, up until then, whenever I, like, realized that, oh, here's You Chew Poop, here's Maple Story, I thought that just, I, the internet might as well have been a single-player experience. Only I was on the internet. <laughs> everything else, was, everything here was just for me to discover. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. Uh, do we have like one more question? Let's do one. Let's do be, one more question that we can bang over. out. Let's do one more question that we can bang out. We're banging on this podcast, I guess. Oh, is God. this anything? We've been banging. This is when a nasty one. Is is this nasty enough for you? Am I keeping it up? That's the title. The, the yeah, you've nasty been a good guest. Right through, right through them blue jeans. <laughs> <laughs> right through the diesels. <laughs> 2021, clean through the diesels. Let's go. Final question. <laughs> That's the title of the podcast. Clean through the diesels? Yeah, actually. Yeah. Strange question. Uh, Juke asks, if you could be one person in the world, who would you be? Me. me. Yeah, I'd be me. That's the problem. I'd like to be me, but my tits are bigger. That's about it. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'll be... Uh, can I be me, but with superpowers? Can't be me, but also Alex from Street Fighter 3? Me, but my... Don't, don't finish that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be me, but I have superpowers and my genitalia is bigger. <laughs> <laughs> to one-up to one up truck. Damn it. I didn't know powers were allowed. <laughs> I didn't know that was on the table. There wasn't a lot of stipulations to the question. <laughs> in my defense. I want to be me, but I can swim to the ground like putty. <laughs> me, but I <laughs> have no clips. <laughs> yes. I want to be me, but I can do anything. Me, but I have a <laughs> me, but I have a lot of money in a car. <laughs> and a mace. <laughs> and a mace and a mace and a suitcase that I carry around with me everywhere I go. A, a mace like the medieval weapon or like the spray yes. stuff? No, no, no. Like a wep like the weapon. Like a morning star. Me, but I got permission to throw around all the wet floor signs. <laughs> this is from uh, Ibohars, uh, who says, What is the most controversial fruit? Pears and shit like that. Squirting grapes. Giant grape. Pineapple. Yeah, big grape. Big yeah, grape. Whatever, whatever grapes Wayne's been eating, those ones. <laughs> Yeah, the ones that squirt. Grapes squirt. Gra like you listen. This is this Squirts is discussion carried over seeds. from a stream. This is carried over from. Okay, that I was wrong. I will admit my faults. I was wrong. Grapes have three to four seeds a pop when they're not seedless. The but if you think a grape doesn't squirt, I don't understand you as a in your life experience. It I can't put myself in your shoes. It's different. 
You squirt it, and the juice squirts out. It's not a squirt. It's a squirt. No way. It do squirt. It do squirt. It squirts. It, <laughs> it don't squirt. And that's why it's the most controversial. Listeners at home, go grab a grape and crush it. It will squirt. No, it'll squish. <laughs> it'll squish and squirt. Those are two mutual things. It can only do one. If you crush it, you won't even give it a chance. Hey, this is podcast the new, question this, of the week. Yes, do yes. grape squirt? We want to hear. We this is the last year we had cum soap kid. This year we got grape squirt. Use the hashtag <laughs> grapes do squirt. Yeah, use the or hashtag, hashtag grape grape don't squirt. Yeah, yeah. Specifically, not plural. Grape do squirt or grape don't squirt. That is your hashtag. Please tweet that and make your point. And fucking take a video. I'll take a video. I'll go get a. I'll go buy some fucking grapes tomorrow, and I will. And I will. That's that's tomorrow's stream. You're not gonna hear this before tomorrow, but tomorrow's stream, I'm just gonna turn on my webcam and have a giant bag of grapes. And I'm just gonna crush all of them, and you'll see how many of them squirt. You'll like. <laughs> You will not be able to do it. They fucking every single one will squirt. Every single one. Juice is, is going to is going to come out and you're going to act like, "Oh yeah, see that's a squirt. That's not, not squirt. that's not the same thing." It's not a squirt. That's it's a not. squish. It's a squish. It's not a fucking grapefruit. Here, okay, okay. 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 So here's the, here's the thing. If I do it, if I do it and the squirt hits the webcam and you can see that, I'm right. All right. You That's heard fair. it here first, folks. Wayne Radio TV will squirt live on stream or his career is over. <laughs> I get his stream if he No, doesn't. the great will get squirt. It. Get it right. Don't get it. You already have my stream key. I know. I'm, that's why I'm calling it. I already have the keys. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's the moral victory that counts in Trog's, in Trog's mind. Yeah. I wouldn't take it unless you deserved it, you horrible person. All right, so if you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening to this... You've got the complete picture. You've seen Wayne's hypothetical plan stream. And then that's your answer. You know, you know the hashtag, and we want to hear your response. Use those hashtags, but blast it through the Twitter, the Twitter airwaves. We want to hear trending. your answer. Get this shit trending. Yeah, that, that's how we'll know. The one that's trending higher, the, the tag that's, that's the trending that higher, that's how we're... Yeah, exactly. I'm sure we have that power now. Like, any, any, any old person can get something trending nowadays. It'll be the one day in history where, like, the one trend in my What's Happening bar on Twitter isn't something about a fucking Minecraft YouTuber. Exactly. Yeah. It'll be about It'll grapes. Be about grapes yeah, we, need to give, we need to give them the content that they need out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's the end of the podcast. They squirt. They do squirt. All right. Yeah. I think Hashtag grape do squirt. I think that's it. Wayne, you will not be able to make a grape squirt on stream you're gonna be blowing your cereal all over the fucking room yo we blow it in here too nice this this podcast fucking this is, rules this, this is gonna be you <gasps> you will never squirt a grape <gasps> oh you did it <laughs> audio meme format <laughs> we're gonna copyright this copyright they're finally making memes for, like, tube radio enthusiasts. Peace out, everybody. Wait, wait, we gotta plug our no, shit. You have, to, you have right. to do the outro. Fuck. Did you like what you heard today? We got a lot more in store for you. If you if you like this, tell your friends about it. If you want to give us a question for next time's podcast, go over to the Wayne Radio TV Discord. That's discord.gg slash Wayne Radio TV and go to the hashtag podcast questions channel. Or you can email us at where do we begin QA at gmail.com. Uh, 
If you want to see our streams, which is our more regular content, which if you are listening to this podcast and you don't know about our streams, that's impressive. Like you are one of a kind. You are a special agent. <laughs> yeah, I think you shouldn't tune in. Keep it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe you could just <laughs> you'd be a special. You'd be special forever. Um, but yeah, that's twitch.tv. Just just Google Wayne Radio TV. You'll find all my shit, my Twitter, my Twitch and all that. But Radio TV Solutions were a bigger hole. You're not going to want to go to our Twitch hub because that's just a picture of a monkey with a Capri Sun. The, which we still need we should to fix probably that. update that someday. Are you ever going to change that? I don't know. On one end, it's really funny. On another hand, like <laughs> we should update it eventually once we've got something good to update it with. Until then, Monkey Capri Sun is really fucking funny. But yeah, you now, you guys, you plug your very important things. I'm Balp. I got a stream. Check me out on Twitch. Uh, I'm Balp. Check me out on Twitter. I'm Balp. Check me out on YouTube. I'm Balp. That's B-A-A-U-L-P. Always Balp. Always Balp. Once and forever. A-B-B. Always be Balp. For me, it's my turn now. Um, Log Blaster on Twitter. Uh, Log More on Twitch. That one's less used. But uh, also, if you want to see my main deal, uh, Google Gather Ye Power. It'll yeah. give you it'll give you the promo code, give you the free links to a free Hell comic yeah. for you to read. So check check it out. I'm I'm working on new chapters. It's going slow, but it's cap it's going. So uh take a seat and enjoy. I have a Twitch. It is twitch.tv slash T R Zero G Trog was taken, so I, I have to do that. Uh <laughs> I play the drums and sometimes video games, and you will never, I guarantee, this is my guarantee, you will never see Jet Force Gemini on my stream. So, (laughs) (laughs) if you hate that, don't worry, because it's never going to be there, I promise you. Maybe Glover, though. I can't guarantee (laughs) that you won't see Glover. Oh, and I'm I'm Trogort on on Twitter, T-R-O-G-O-R-T. And of course, our big time guest, Tim Allen. Hi. Oh, I mean, Holly. I'm sorry. I've been confused it's me, the whole time. It's me, Time Allen. I control the airwaves. And I haven't been sure, but I've been too scared to ask. <laughs> no, I've, I've been fucking with you this whole time, making you think I was Tim Allen. Oh. Hi, it's me, Holly. Oh. You can catch me all kinds of places. You want to find me on Twitter? I'm there at HP underscore Holotones. You want to catch me on Twitch? I do streams pretty regularly. You can catch me at Hollow underscore Tones. I've got a funny check mark, so you know it's not an impersonator there. Do not look for her on Instagram. You will find a man who we don't care for. You will find a very strange man who's trying to convince everyone he's Dr. Coomer real. Don't the believe real, him. I'm the others, The Dr. Coomer life. It's just like, <laughs> that is still one of my, my favorite things mm-hmm. that happened because we're about I got a Tumblr. I don't really use it much nowadays. Uh, it's it's just at Holotones. And uh, if you're a fan of uh, Snapcube real-time fan dubs, uh, be on the lookout for the next one. I don't know if it's the video is going to be out by the time the podcast is published, but hey, I'm in that one. It's Until Dawn. I'm playing uh, a weirdo doctor in that one, which is weird that it's happened twice now that I think about it. It's dope. <laughs> You're an expert in doctor roles. We're we're Hell gonna yeah. be we're gonna be everywhere. Wayne the the radio TV solutions crew is gonna spread. I'm gonna be on G4. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on Attack of the Show. Dog. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on cops getting arrested. <laughs> 2027. Look out for it. You'll find me in your floorboards. It's gonna be dope. 
I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, it's gonna be like a gag from the, from the, from the Flintstones, and you're gonna hit a, your, a button on your remote, and I'm gonna walk out, and I'm gonna hit a, I'm gonna hit a, I'm gonna, a, a conveyor belt extends all the way out to your TV, and I run out, push the button, I run back into your remote. That might be the most highbrow joke we've ever had. I would love show. to see something like that designed. You know, those boxes with like the levers, where like when you press them, the box's only purpose is for a little creature to come out and flip the switch and mm-hmm. go back in the box, like. That, that, but it's about running out of your TV to press the button again and going back in the TV. God. <laughs> no more jokes. The podcast is over. Great bit. Great bit now, maybe. Or not. Or it ends right now. However you want to do that. You have so many options oh, in editing hit, right there. Why'd you, why'd you hit me? Shut up. It's over. <laughs> the end of The end of this podcast could be so bad or good.